Welcome to the Boss Podcast. This podcast provides today's sellers with sales tactics that will help them to reach their goals. Your host, Mark McGinnis, brings you diverse guests, high-quality discussion, and valuable insights on every single show. Mark is the author of Tactical Pipeline Growth, as well as an in-demand sales trainer and coach for B2B companies all over the world. If you want to be better at outbound sales, you're definitely in the right place. Now let's get into the podcast. Welcome to the Boss Podcast. I'm Mark McGinnis. Thanks for listening. This is a podcast about sales tactics, sales strategies, and helping sellers to be more successful. But today, it's not about any of that. Today, I'm going to share something that's been on my mind for quite some time, and I think it's going to have an incredibly negative impact on the sales community across the next 12 to 18 months. Maybe you're not interested in a slightly bleak conversation. Maybe you'll be grateful for the heads up. I'm not really sure which way you'll take it. But as you can probably tell, today's discussion is significantly deeper and more involved than what I would normally be talking about on this podcast. So therefore, it seemed just fair to warn you this is a bigger discussion than I would typically undertake here. Now, if your only interest in this podcast is to grab a few tactics, maybe jump back into the back catalogue and find another episode to have a listen to. If you are interested in how to land a quick 20 grand pay rise, listen in for the next few minutes. And if you're interested in why I'm I'm worried about what I see and the future of the sales space, then stick around a little bit longer. From a content point of view, if you do listen in, I'd love your feedback. Do you want more of this deeper stuff or would you prefer that I stick to just the sales tactics? So be sure to let me know what one suits you going forward. To give you an idea about this episode, I had several concepts for a headline and they were coronavirus has killed the B2B sales rep. Another idea was sales are stuffed. Another was why you should leave your sales job now. And lastly was how to get a 20 grand pay rise immediately. Just to give you some background, I've been doing some work with a couple of clients who are in the recruitment space. One is a SaaS supplier to the recruitment and HR function, and another sells tools to help corporates attract new talent. As a result, I've been spending a lot of time thinking and reading about the current recruitment trends, not only in the sales space, but in all industries more widely. Recently, I was listening to one of my favorite residential property podcasts called The Elephant in the Room. They had a guest on called Simon Gustmacher. I'm sure I've ruined that. Anyway, Simon is a demographer specializing in the current social and economic trends impacting Australia. He's also a regular columnist for the Australian newspaper. He said on that podcast that if you work for an employer, the smartest thing you could do right now is quit and find a new role because the lack of staff availability right now is driving up wages at a rate we've not seen previously. You can basically do the same job you're doing now just over at a different company and score an extra 15 to 20 grand per year based off the fact that everyone's so desperate to find employees and there's so few employees in the marketplace. In most cases, this 15 to 20 grand is going to be significantly more than you would be able to negotiate in your typical salary review. So Simon shared this on that podcast, The Elephant in the Room, in the context of a discussion around house price affordability. So believe me, there's a, we'll get to sales shortly. <laughs> now, if you're an economist or interested in the stock market or in the property market, you'll know that rising wages or the lack of rising wages has been a focus for the RBA in its outlook to increase the official interest rates. So wage growth increase is important for the overall economy. More money 
The more money we have in our pocket means the more money we spend, means businesses typically do better. Having spoken to my many clients across various industries, they tell me that salespeople, particularly those who are responsible for new business, are in very hot demand right now and have been for some time. This reinforces Simon's theory. And to give you a single example, this came from a junior seller who approached me for advice, which really stands out. They wanted to know if I thought their move from company A to company B was a good idea. When I asked what it was that they'd be doing over at company B that was going to be different from company A, they replied, who cares? It pays heaps better. So that approach has me a little worried. So here's the first key takeaway from today's session. If you're not 100% or even 90% happy in your current role, now is the time to move. It's a seller's market. I hope you got the residential reference there, residential property reference. So make the most of it. Is your outreach getting you labeled as a spammer? What once worked in B2B outbound doesn't work anymore. The goalposts have moved, and so must your approach to sales. Sure, you might land the odd conversation or even a reply to an odd cold email, but is it scalable? Will it provide you with enough revenue to hit your yearly goals? Having worked with sales teams all over the world, we see what works and what doesn't. Our new POW coaching program provides sellers with access to the very best training available today. It doesn't matter if you're a team of 50 or a team of one. We have flipped traditional sales training on its head and allow you to learn in your own time and still get the important coaching help that you need. Grab all the details at markmc.com slash POW. Whilst this sounds like it's good news for us sellers, I actually think it's very bad news for the entire sales industry, this jump in wages. So let me share with you why I think this is the case. All right, a little bit more background. How did we get here? Firstly, we now have a thing called the Great Resignation. This Great Resignation is called this, this is off the back of some recent Microsoft research that indicates 41% of staff will want to move to new roles once the pandemic eases. The thought is that there are a number of reasons people are going to move en masse. Firstly, safety and security. There will be pent-up job demand in job movers because during work from home or during lockdown, any job that you had appeared to be safer than no job. The thought process was, why risk moving into a new role and being on a 90-day probation when you're perfectly comfortable with a secure role in the middle of a pandemic when everyone's focusing on safety and security? particularly when you've got the government support to help employers keep people in their jobs. Research says people chose to stay in their current roles, even if they hated the work, hated the boss, and hated all the other people. Once things start to look less dangerous, these people will start to move out into the job market. And in fact, we're already seeing this as of mid-October 2021. The second thing that's impacting the workforce is the lure of the gig economy or going freelance. Work from home has meant that many people get to sample what they think working for yourself must be like. So they intend to quit their big corporate job to start working on their own gig. They think that they'll get to work their own hours. This is true. It just doesn't quite play out the way that they think. I'm someone that's been working my own hours for quite some time. And working for yourself or working your own hours often means working 12 hours a day or more and six days a week with no paid holidays or no vacation. Now, I'm not trying to say that to stop people from joining the gig economy. It's truly very rewarding. It may not just be exactly what it says on the sticker. Anyway, there are still apparently a large group of people looking to start their own gig, 
these people's roles will become vacant, adding to the gap between people that are looking for jobs and the jobs that are available. The third thing that's going to impact corporates is the work from home slash flexible work discussion. Some people can't wait to get back into the office. We all know those people. Others are more comfortable at home and not having to worry about the commute. So if you and your employers are not aligned in your thinking about the future of work and what that looks like, you're very likely to try and find an employer that is more likely to be aligned with your mindset. For example, if you want to stay work from home and your employer is calling you back to the office, there's a mismatch. You'll likely change employers to try and find a spot that'll allow you to work from home for the duration that you want to. These three will be the biggest drivers in the great resignation. So that is work from home, flexible work, the lure of the gig economy, and the desire for people to be safe in their role. The best estimates on the great resignation are that this is happening right now in the USA and the UK, so October 2021, and will hit Australia heavily late 2021 and early 2022, and will start to peter out March or April. So if you want to move roles and snare that 15 to 20 grand pay rise, ensure you've moved before the end of the third quarter in APAC. What else is happening that's worth mentioning? Okay, so no immigration because we've been closed from the pandemic, means we have a lack of cheap labor. This is pushing up prices for everything from your coffee to your stationery as we use more expensive labor in its place. That's if we can actually find somebody to work at all. In a lot of cases, they can't. All you need to do is look at the logistics industry right now. Freight is delayed. Deliveries that used to take three days now take three weeks. This logistics and transport industry is already heavily impacted. I've got examples of things that would normally arrive in only a few days are taking more than a month, and there's no chance of getting anybody to help you because the logistics industry is just so slammed with parcels. CEOs of organizations are desperate for results after two years of treading water during the pandemic and are therefore desperate for staff to help them do that. They also have access to very cheap money because interest rates are so low, and this allows them to plan for expansion and growth. All senior executives right now are sitting around their board table talking about how when the economy rebounds, inverted commas, they'll be making the most of the opportunities that are presented to them. Everyone's looking to outperform the market. Every head of sales, every CRO, et cetera, every sales leader, every sales manager is under the pump to make sure that their business can meet or beat the rate that the economy bounces back in Q2, Q3. What I mean by that is if the economy rebounds at 4 or 5%, as the chief revenue officer, you better be making a 7 to 10% bounce yourself. In order to do this, most will need more sales capacity. That means they're going to need more salespeople. So as they scramble to fill those vacant roles, up goes sales wages and the pressure to fill those vacant roles. As a result, they end up filling those roles with anyone who has a pulse. Have you done any sales jobs in the past? Yep, perfect. You'll be great to go and lead this new sales team. To fill this void, sales reps are jumping into new roles, and why wouldn't they? Some with a promotion, again, why wouldn't they? However, many of these people have not been truly tested in their current sales role. Just look at the current ramp time. Well, what do I mean by ramp time? So when you employ somebody and you put them into a business, how long does it take for them to be successful in their role? Compare the ramp time to the time people spend in roles, typically, and the quota attainment rate, how many times or how often people make their targets. So if we look at an SDR, for example, the ramp time is typically three months, so 90 days. So that's from going zero from their meetings book, for example, to meeting their quota is about three months. 
the time in role, the time that they spend in their SDR role, is a total of 15 months. This is the data from Bridge Group. So you would all know them as a research agency. And quota attainment is 56%. So roughly half of your SDRs are making quota and they're going to last in their role 15 months. They're going to ramp for three months. So this means that work, the sellers are working at their capacity for 12 months and they're hitting their, head, their target half that time, six months. I share this because it means that sellers are being promoted and moving into more senior sales roles without having a demonstrated ability to be able to sell at a repeatable and high level. In a doomsday scenario, there could be a lot of underskilled sales talent that have an overinflated ego or at least an overinflated understanding of their sales capability and their revenue producing capability. To be clear, this is not their fault. It's the system's fault. See all those things that we just talked about. So the great resignation, CEOs being desperate to hit revenue, the lack of migration, all those things have impacted us to get us where we are. So I think in a very short period of time, so let's say May 2022, senior executives are going to place revenue expectation pressure heavily onto the middle managers. You know, so that's the head of sales, the VP of sales, sales directors, CROs. So you know, they're going to turn around and say, hey, Mr. Sales Director, you promised us these numbers. What's going on? Start putting pressure. They will then divert that pressure downwards onto their team and their team will do one of two things. Their team will either lead that organization as well because they're now, they're being trained to onboard, get some skills and then leave or try and increase their current activity to match their results. And this is where I think things get really sketchy. So if you're not getting responses from your current 10 poorly worded emails or your 10 badly worded phone calls, you're not going to get any more results if you simply increase that to 100, right? No results equals no results. No results times by zero times by 100 still equals zero. As sellers get increasingly desperate, they'll continue to do, and sales leaders getting increasingly desperate, they'll do what salespeople and sales leaders have done for time and immortal whenever we get desperate. What do we do? We offer discounts. We spam more people. We use automation. We check in and follow up endlessly on deals that will not and won't progress or will never progress. Basically, we're going to annoy more prospects and more clients. And this is where I think we get to the real challenge. And this is the quality of customer experience. Because the sales process will be so bad, the real world customer experience will be in the toilet for most of our buyers. They will be pestered to within an inch of their lives, pitched at every meeting, and spammed across more channels than I have Foxtel channels. Right now, we know buyers will do everything they can just to avoid interacting with a salesperson. That's why outbound is so hard. Mostly because the experience is just so bad. And what we're going to tell you is that the experience is going to get worse because we're going to end up with a whole bunch of people who don't have the skills or the experience or the leadership to create great sales interactions. So we're just going to ramp up more of the same poor sales activity. If we fast forward to 12 or 18 months, and buyers will be asking their vendors to create a way for them to buy that does not include any salesperson's interaction. So they'll be doing that via things like online purchasing or private vendor carts, that sort of thing. And if you want to listen back to a podcast we had with Adam Thorpe, he talks a lot about the death of B2B sales. So salespeople risk being pushed further away from the buyer through their own poor sales behavior. And I think this is being sped up as a result 
of the great resignation, the lack of talent, and the end of the pandemic. Or what we're seeing is the end of the pandemic. Who knows what the future will hold? CEOs and CROs of software companies having paid handsomely for their salespeople who are largely not performing and switching roles every 15 months, and I suspect that will come down to 12 months, will have very little loyalty towards what they consider to be their mercenary sales force. They will start to look for faster and more efficient ways to go to market than what we have available now through their sales function. I'm concerned that this is going to be the inflection point of where sellers are starting to be replaced. Is the coronavirus the catalyst for this move further away from seller-led sales to non-sales transactions? I don't know, but that's what I can see potentially happening and what has me concerned. All right, that's enough of the doomsday scenario. What can you do and what should you do? Because it would be terrible for me to just to paint a picture without providing what I think would be a reasonable way out of this. If you want to move roles or if you haven't had a decent pay rise for a while, you should definitely move and you should definitely move roles ASAP. If you accept a promotion, make sure you have a clear plan for supported training to help upskill you into that role. Importantly, because of the current lack of available talent, you won't need to talk yourself up and overpromise, which I think is a real risk for a lot of salespeople. Right now, you hold all the cards at that point of gaining or switching employment. During that point of switching employment, negotiate a personal development allowance or a budget so that you can continue to grow into your new role and you're not left to flounder when the inevitable management attitudes change from let's get as many salespeople as possible to let's get rid of all the salespeople that aren't working. All right. Right now, when you negotiate moving from one role to another or during this talent gap, the great resignation, now is the time to negotiate your personal development allowance, budget, and budget. Okay. Take the training away from the corporate and put it into your own hands so you're in charge of developing your own skills. Thirdly, work to be in the top 10% of sales performers. The theory of evolution is sound. The weakest and the slowest to adapt are going to be those who are left behind first. If you're in the top 10% of your industry, in the top 10% of your business, you'll always have a place at the table. If you've listened this far, that fact alone says that you're probably investing in yourself and you're an above average player. So keep doing what you're doing to remain or to get into the very top of your game. In the end, time will tell and I'll either look like a fool or I'll look like a mini Nostradamus with this prediction. If you think I'm wrong, send me a message and tell me how. If you think I'm right, send me a message and tell me why you agree. The ball's in your court, but thanks for listening and I promise we'll go back to normal transmission with great sales tactics and strategies on the very next show. I'm Mark McGuinness. Thanks for listening to The Boss Podcast. How would you like an electronic copy of Tactical Pipeline Growth sent directly to you for free? You see, I need a little help and I'm prepared to swap you for it. All you have to do is leave us an honest review on Apple Podcasts as it would really help other listeners to find us and it helps us find more great guests in the future. And of course, the better the guests, the better the sales strategies that we get. The good news is it'll only take you about 60 seconds to do and you can probably access the review function directly from the device you're using right now to listen to us. I'd really appreciate it. Simply leave us a review and then screenshot that and send it to me either via DM on LinkedIn or directly through my email and I'll send you a copy of the book straight away. So that's it for this show. Catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.